For centuries, humans have been growing alongside our botanical brethren. Our histories have mixed and mingled to bring us modern medical marvels, faded folklore, and everything in between. Of course, in order to understand the plant, we have to start with its roots. I'm M. Grebner Gaddis, and this is Rooted. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Rooted. This week, we're keeping with the theme of thriving winter blooms and taking a closer look at hellebore, which is also known as Lenten rose. Hellebore, or Helleborus as the genus is called, are members of the Ranunculaceae or buttercup family. They're known for their delicate-looking blooms that seem to last forever and are some of the first to pop up in spring. They can even withstand freezing temperatures and snow, making them a perfect choice for four-season gardening. Hellebores are native to the Balkans, but have since hybridized into several distinct varieties that can be found growing pretty much all over the world. They have droopy-seeming flowers with heads made up of five septals that look a lot like petals. Instead, the actual bloom is made up of tiny threads called nectaries, which make up the center of the actual flower and are what produce the pollen and nectar. It's believed that the septals are actually retained to aid in seed development, but more research is definitely needed there. The sepals can be anywhere from white to a super deep cranberry color and are supported by thin green stems surrounded by thick, deep green leaves. They typically have about a one foot by one foot spread and have a strong preference for rich, well-draining soil with not too, too much sun. Of course, where there's moisture and shade, there's usually fungus. And in the case of hellebore, there's actually one specific fungus that we tend to find. The species in question here is Cornotherium hellebori, a fungus that shows up as black spots all over the hellebore's leaves. It essentially kills the cells in the leaves to make room for its own fruiting bodies, which then sprinkle their creepy little spores all over the stems and soil, which makes it virtually impossible to get rid of. As if its own personal brand of fungus wasn't enough, hellebores also have their own distinct kind of black death, known as Helleborus net necrosis virus, which causes distinctive black streaks and rings all over the leaves and sepals of the plant, causing severe deformities and stunted growth in pretty much all hellebore varieties. And if you felt like the bad luck had to stop there, you'd be wrong. Hellebores are also prone to specific mites and other pests, which would be enough to drive any gardener absolutely batty. Lucky for them, Hellebores have long been touted as a cure for madness. This belief can be traced all the way back to a story in Greek mythology with problematic party god Dionysus. The story goes that Argy showed up in Argus looking for a good time and found it in a group of women looking to worship him. If you know anything about Dionysus, you know he tends to bring chaos and craziness pretty much everywhere he goes, so it should come as no shock that within a few days of worship, these ladies went completely mad. Lucky for them, their friend Melampus had a cure for the literal rager brought on by Dionysus. To put their madness to an end, he mixed a beverage made from steeped roots of hellebore. Upon drinking it, the delirium came to an end for the wild women of Argus. Meanwhile, the mortals in ancient Greece were turning to hellebore for more strategic purposes. 
One thing to note here is just like the vast majority of the buttercup family, hellebore is poisonous. When people ingest this poison, it tends to act as a diuretic, causing nausea, stomach cramping, and diarrhea. With that in mind, hellebore was turned to as one of the first instances of biological warfare in the so-called Sacred War of 895 to 888 BCE. Just to set the stage a little here, the Amphictyonic League of Delphi, made up of several Greek states, had honestly grown kind of sick of the bullies in Kira being judgmental and shitty to the pilgrims who were simply trying to pass through. It's obviously more complicated than that, but in essence they all decided that they were a little tired of dealing with these meanies and felt like they needed a way to put them in their place. So, after a lot of brainstorming, they decided that maybe making them all shit their pants would just be humbling enough to work. So, the Amphictyonic League of Delphi got to work making a very toxic tonic with the root of hellebore, which they carefully dripped into the water supply in Kira. Within a few hours, the air was filled with farts and groaning as people started their day and lightly poisoned themselves without ever even knowing. Luckily, it does take a lot of the poison to kill anyone, so while it was certainly a terrible time, no one died in this specific attack. With that in mind, it should really come as no surprise that Hellebore was turned to in a variety of pagan practices to expel evil or unwanted energies. In spell work, the plant was often called upon to cast out evil spirits and cleanse a space, though most people are not burning or ingesting the plant, as it is toxic and clearly very, very capable of wreaking absolute havoc on the body. In our favorite passive-aggressive art form and language, floriography, hellebore is said to represent delirium and craziness, making them a super interesting way to piss off an in-law or naysayer in your life. Honestly, it's kind of a bummer for me since I really love the flower and it would have been one of the only options folks had when it was chilly and sad outside. But that being said, Valentine's Day is coming up. So if you want to cause a massive stir in your family or friend group, or even just send one final message to your ex, hellebore might just be the way to go. Outside of telling people off, these blooms could also be picked to tell you the weather. According to legend, folks used to pick 12 blooms on December 24th, then take them inside and put them in a vase that they had set aside specifically for each month of the year. If the petals all bloomed and opened nicely, the weather for that month would be good. However, if a bloom didn't open or dropped all of its leaves, you were in for some gnarly storms or drought for that specific month of the year. So basically, they're all like tiny, adorable medieval owl rogers, which I love and I think we could all get behind. In ancient medicine, doctors across a few different cultures turned to hellebore as an abortion agent and purgative, helping to treat everything from unwanted pregnancy to constipation and even gout. We've explained this a few times on the show, so I'll just do a quick recap, but essentially all of the buttercup family contains a blend of toxins, referred to as rhinoculocytes, which can cause vomiting, heart palpitations, and in extreme cases, death. While that does sound awful, and today it's certainly not recommended you ever ingest hellebore, back then it was a really helpful way to help clean out whatever system needed cleaning, without being as risky as some of the other plants people could use, 
As while hellebore is toxic, you would need to eat a lot of it to die. So the odds of it killing you or causing any kind of long-term damage were way less when compared to other options they had at the time. Today, we really don't use hellebore much for medicine, but we do turn to it as a lovely addition to landscapes, especially in the early days of spring when there aren't many other plants in bloom. Aside from that, hellebore also lends some stunning visuals to the horror genre in the form of British horror magazine Hellebore, which is focused on the witchcraft and folklore of the UK. If you like the vibes of this show and have a dark twisty heart like I do, I know you'll really get into it. I actually found it in doing research for the show, and I've got to tell you, it's replaced the Carrot Museum for my number one stumbled upon media from researching the show, and is quickly becoming a general favorite for me. You can check them out at helleborezine at bigcartel.com. Whether you stumble upon Hellebore at your local botanical garden or bookshop, I hope you take a moment to really appreciate all of the unique ailments they've been afflicted by, treated, or even caused. And stop to say hello to those seemingly everlasting blooms. But maybe don't send them to your loved ones this month, as they might not share the same appreciation for these droopy, delirium-driven darlings. That's all I've got for next week, but I'll be back soon with yet another episode of Tall Tales and True Histories. See you then! Until next time, be kind to yourselves, be kind to the earth, and just like a plant, drink your water. If you liked the show, please subscribe and consider leaving us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Rooted.Pod. We're finally updating regularly on YouTube at Rooted.Podcast. And you can check out our website, RootedPod.com, for transcripts, updates, merch, and so much more. The show is written, produced, and hosted by me, I'm Grebner Gaddis, edited by Kat Friend of Friend Diagram, and our theme music was written and produced by Eric Kluxen. Rooted is a Henbane Media LLC production.